Welcome to the Ask Zach Show. I'm your host, Zach Childs. I've spent the last 30 years working in the music industry here in Nashville, Tennessee, during which I've done everything from touring with major artists like Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood to playing the nastiest dive bars or even the occasional wedding. This show is all about barreling down the rabbit hole on all things guitar and the music we love. We will cover the legendary players, gear insights, and even some interviews along the way. I hope you enjoy. To support the show, follow the links in the description to find out about my Patreon page. Or go to my store at AskZach.com to pick up a coffee mug or t-shirt. Now, let's dive in. friends and welcome to another Ask Zach. Hope you are doing well today. Uh, today of course we we're going to talk about Les Pauls and uh, you know I had to kind of continue with the uh, motif of the uh, what are strats for and do the uh, what are Les Pauls for but really this is a chance just to kind of talk about how I got this uh, R9 uh, Les Paul that I had to pick out from the factory and just the, the tweaks and the things that I look for in a Les Paul. And yes, I'm a Telecaster guy, but I love Les Paul guitars also and love, you know, the history and, and such. So uh, if you've been enjoying the show and if you haven't done it already, please subscribe. Uh, if you've already subscribed and you've been watching the show and you'd like to support it, well, you can go to AskZach.com and you can pick up, uh, we have these new hats and uh, this is one of the new t-shirts, says it's a sickness. So you can pick up one of those and, uh, and, and I appreciate it. Also, I've had uh, a few guys reach out to me wanting to uh, support the show, but not wanting to buy merch. And so, uh, and they've wanted to PayPal me and kind of tip, you know, kind of tip me. So if you want to do that, that's great too. And so I'll put my uh, PayPal email address, you know, in the, uh, in the description of the video, if you want to do that. All right. Les Paul guitars. So I think, uh, you know, when 
when the last Paul really hit me was hearing uh, Mike Bloomfield on the Super Session album doing Albert's Shuffle. Uh, that really just the first notes that I heard and uh, the tone and uh, everything about that. And then, of course, you know, again, as a teenager, I got, um, you know, live at the Fillmore East and hearing, you know, Dwayne and Dickie's, you know, tones on that album, you know, golly, it just blew my mind. Now, some of the, uh, there's some live, there's all sorts of other live stuff with uh, Dwayne and on the deluxe set of the Eat a Peach, there's some really neat, I think it's some of the last Fillmore stuff that they did. And that's some of my absolute favorite, but those are the guys that really hit me, you know, as far as, uh, you know, Les Paul players. And of course I was listening to Clapton, you know, the Blues Breaker record, especially. So, and I think those are common, you know, kind of Les Paul touchstones. So, you know, of course I was playing a lot of country music in the nineties and such, and I was mainly using a, a Telecaster and a Strat. And I think it wasn't until, you know, until the two, early 2000s that I really started thinking about a Les Paul, you know, to, to own one. So, uh, you know, as the years went on and I started, you know, kind of getting some money together and learning about Les Pauls, you know, I started checking them out and I knew I, you know, I certainly couldn't afford a real burst. And then of course, even like the, you know, the early, the, uh, like the 68 and 69, you know, kind of reissues, the gold top and the, and the black beauty that Gibson did, even those were kind of, uh, out of my price range. Uh, just, they were just still so high. So, uh, I, uh, you know, I started checking out some of the uh, Gibson custom shop guitars and, uh, started finding out about, you know, the historics and, or hysterics as some people call them. And, uh, you know, after playing them all, unfortunately, the one that I liked the best was the R9, which is probably one of the most expensive ones, but they also have like the R5 and the R6 and the R7 and the R8 and they all, you know, but the, uh, the R9s and the ROs, uh, they kind of get the, uh, they tended to get the prettiest tops on them and have the lightest weight, you know, bodies and such. So I, uh, you know, I contacted a friend of mine over at Gibson and I said, I would like to pick up an R9. I was wondering if I could buy it directly from Gibson. And, you know, cause sometimes they do like accommodation sales. Cause of course I've, you know, I've worked with artists and then also, uh, you know, worked with True Tone. And I said, I would like to pick up a, a guitar directly, you know, from Gibson and I would like to go to Gibson Custom and I would like to try out a bunch first and pick one out. Well, I would not have asked that of my friend if I'd known, you know, what a ballsy request that was and how rare it was to actually get to go there and pick them out. And so my friend was really kind and didn't say <laughs> anything about how ballsy my request was. But, uh, he, uh, he, he made it happen. And so it took, uh, it took a couple months, but in, uh, in May of 2008, I got to go down to the Gibson custom shop and, they, uh, they told me that they were going to give me a tour of the place also. And so I asked, can I bring a friend? And they said, sure. And so I took my buddy Jay Smith and Jay is the guy that designed the Ask Zach logo 
and also like these t-shirts and other things. And he's a great long time friend of mine. And so he and I went together and we got to take this great tour of the, of, you know, the Gibson custom shop and got to see everything from the woods to, you know, them scraping the binding and painting and, and the, the VOS stuff that they were using at the time that they were smearing on the, on the finish and everything. It was, it was just, it was fantastic. And then I got to go through all of the R9s they had, which they had about 35 of them. And so I went through every single one of them. Now they told me beforehand I couldn't play through them through an amp. So there'd be no amp available. So I could just, you know, play through it, you know, acoustically. And then also they had, um, they had a scale so that I could weigh them because of course that's kind of a big deal with Les Pauls. And so out of all the 35, this one was the lightest weight with the prettiest top and the most resonance. And also, you know, it felt good to me. So, and this one was pretty enough that they had not put the pit guard on. And so when I picked it out, uh, the, uh, the gentleman said, uh, oh, you know, it's, this one's got a really nice top, so we haven't put the pit guard on yet. Do you want us to put the pit guard on? I said, no way. So I've uh, kept it, you know, pit guardless. And uh, so, yeah, so it was really, really special to be able to, to get this. And of course, it's probably one of the most uh, probably most money I've you know spent on a guitar besides my '67 Tele, and uh, it's a great, great instrument. And uh, funnily enough, you know, as soon as any of us buy anything, even if it's nice, you know, we start jacking with it, and you start getting on the forums, and you start you know checking out all sorts of things. And of course, I did that, and uh, I tried out like Tone Pros, like locking hardware, and I I didn't like it, and so I I've stayed with the uh, <clears throat> the stock hardware on here. I have not changed that out. I did uh, I did change out the pots to uh, the nicer feeling 500Ks and I actually got some old um, caps from uh, Bill Crook. He had some old caps uh, lying around that were the, uh, I think they're the, the, the white Dublin or whatever. They're not the bumblebees. They're the ones that were used right before the bumblebees. But anyway, he had a set of those in his parts drawer. And so he gave, he donated those to me. So thanks to Bill Crook. Uh, then, you know, I, uh, you know, I started messing with pickups and, uh, you know, the pickups that were in it were, uh, burst buckers and they were heavily potted. And so I knew I wanted to try, I wanted to get something that was unpotted. And so what I ended up doing, and I ended up being very happy with, and they're still in the guitar, is I contacted uh, the Seymour Duncan uh, custom shop, and I had a custom set of antiquities made. And so they're unpotted, and uh, I wanted them underwound because I had found that I really liked the uh, the humbuckers that were lower output because they tend to have more of that chirp to them and more clarity. And I wasn't trying to be, you know, no, I wasn't trying to be Led Zeppelin or, or anything like that. You know, I'm, I'm more of a clean player, though I do like some drive. Uh, so I ended up, I had to write this down. Uh, so the neck is 6.8K and the bridge is 7.9K. And so... Basically, it's kind of like the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the bridge pickup is like a stock neck pickup as far as output. 
And so what I've told people is if they want to get a set of antiquities, get two neck pickups and use them in both position. That way you'll kind of have a lower output set and not have to pay extra for a, a custom thing. Uh, on top of that, you know, because I was having to have these custom made, I asked if, uh, if Seymour Duncan would sign the bottom of the pickups saying, to Zach from Seymour. <laughs> and I didn't think he would do it, but he did. So, yeah, so if if, uh, if this guitar is ever stolen, <laughs> you know, there'll be a set of uh, Seymour Duncan antiquities with to Zach from Seymour on the bottom. So, anyway, yeah, so... Yeah, so th this has been a, a a really great guitar, and uh, you know I know I'm you know a, a Telecaster guy, but there is something about the uh, the fatness and the sustain that you can't get you know from other instruments, and uh, you know it's just having to do with the you know a big block of mahogany you know with a you know a slab of maple on the top, and just you know the design. The, you know, you got neck angle, body to neck angle, um, you know, these, you know, separate, you know, tailpiece and, uh, and bridge, you know, which is really neat because on a, on a telly or a strat, you can't really adjust the tension because that's what this tailpiece is for. You can raise it or lower it and you can change the tension here. And, uh, and you can even get the tension really low by top wrapping, which that gets too loose for me. But, uh, yeah, on a telly you're, you know, or a Strat, you're kind of stuck with, you know, when you get the action where you want it, that's just the brake angle that you have. And uh, you, can't, uh, you can't change that. <laughs> and that's kind of one of the tough things. But it's also, you know, there's simplicity in the Telecaster design. So, yeah. So, yeah, so this is, uh, I'm going to turn the... Mostortion off and echo. So this is this is just the guitar and this this is the neck pickup For Les Paul is clarity and also um, that chirp. I want to hear that chirp, and so and the the, the bridge pickup has a nice uh, you know clarity. And you almost kind of do a kind of a Telecaster thing. You can almost chicken pick. thing to it. Uh, a couple things that I do whenever I'm playing a Les Paul. One is I, I do not use the same EQ settings at all. So, you know, normally I set the treble at four and the bass at five when I'm playing a telly. With a Les Paul, I set the treble to five and the bass down to three. And that's because 
you know, this guitar just has more output, more content, more mid-range, more bass. And because of that, you kind of have to tame it a little bit, you know, on the amp. Otherwise, it's just going to be too much. So kind of have to be careful, especially if you're going back and forth uh, with a, a Tele and a, and a Les Paul. Uh, it can be, uh, you know, a bit much. But these guitars are great, you know, because of the amount of sustain that they have. And, uh, you know, they're easy to play. Uh, yeah, they have less, you know, kind of fight to them than a, than a telly. And so it's a, yeah. And, and the reason I have one is because it just, it makes me play you know, very differently. You know, I'm not tempted to do any of the things that I would do on a, on a Telecaster. And that's, and that's good. It's a, it's a, it's a very, very good thing. I love the, uh, the fact that it's got two volumes and two tone controls because that fixes the problem that I have with the telly where this way I can, you know, set the tone, you know, full up for the neck pickup and then I can darken the back pickup. And, uh, you know, that just, you know, gives you, uh, you know, a much, a much better sound. Um, another thing that's interesting about Les Pauls is by watching a lot of the better players that use them, you'll see that a lot of them will live kind of on both pickups and they won't really change that. They'll just mix the pickups differently depending on what song they're playing or if they're going to solo or not. And uh, a lot of them will tend to kind of back off the bridge pickup when they're playing rhythm and then they bring in more of the bridge pickup when they're going to solo. And it's a, it's a great, great sound. And, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, don't just leave everything full up and just go back and forth. You know, really, really utilize those, uh, the, the mixes of tones that are available here. Another thing that I've always been tempted to do on one of these is uh, to get a phase reversal switch. And uh, that's because of, you know, of course, Peter Green and, uh, you know, just that, that cool out of phase sound. And it's great because, you know, again, because you have two volumes and two tone controls, you can mix the amount of out of phaseness. And so like on a telly, when you put the two pickups out of phase, I mean, you're stuck with that weird phased, you know, heavily phased sound that has no bass. And on a, a Les Paul, you can mix that amount of out of phaseness in and you can get some really, really great tones. And, uh, you know, old JD, uh, my buddy JD has a, a push pull pot on his old, uh, uh, 32 which he calls red. And, uh, you know, and he, uh, he can flip that and get that cool sound. So, yeah. And then it's just fun to put some, uh, put some drive on and, uh, a little delay and put it on the back pickup and I really appreciate you uh, watching the show today and I uh, hope you will, uh, you know, get out your Les Pauls and, uh, you know, comment below about, uh, about your Les Paul or humbucker equipped guitar. And uh, yeah, let's just have fun together. Well, thank you so much and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to the Ask Zach podcast. If you want to dive deeper, check out my website, askzach.com, to find more articles and further info on each episode. And remember, it is the support from you, the listener, that keeps the show going. Thank you, friends.